Recorded live. Greetings and blessings, greetings and blessings, greetings and more blessings to come. Oh, it has been a week, a week, and other weeks. Um, I think last week was Mother's Day. I wasn't here uh, because I was celebrating Mother's Day, the experience anyway. Um, But I am back on the scene, and uh, it feels good. Once again, it feels good. It feels good to be refreshed. Uh, with new ideas and uh, to regenerate <laughs> uh, fresh energy. And, uh, you know, life is good. Life is good. You know how we do here at the House of St. Cope Infinity? We are always, always focused on going within because going within, we realize that that's where we get our energy from. That is where we become more... Uh, how should I say it, more motivated and more inspired to do other things and be other things, okay, and to release other things that no longer serve us, even habits. <laughs> I, have to, I have to speak about, you know, habits, they get, they're, they're very subtle and they can form out of anything, out of anything that you're doing, and you, and if you're doing it repetitiously, um, what happens is you become conditioned to do it. And once you're conditioned to do it, you, you do it automatically. You you actually perform this habit or conduct this habit automatically. But it, what I find so interesting is that there's a part of you that sit, is sitting back watching you do this, make this habit or perform this habit. There's a part of you that is sitting back that is not conditioned, that is unconditional and impartial to everything outside of you, and it's actually sitting back and it's observing and witnessing the conditioning of a habit. Isn't it interesting? But uh, I'm, you know, as the as the founder and the co-creator of the House of Saint Cofa Infinity, it is my duty. It is my duty, my special deputation, to always, always go within, reflect within, and find out what's going on in my own life in regards to my emotions, in regards to my feelings, my senses, my perception about certain things. You know, on one of my shows, I talked about how there's a process that takes place. You have a thought, then the thought turns into a feeling. The feeling is attached to a particular label that label fuels the momentum of that feeling, and then it manifests itself. It manifests itself. So the manifestation is nothing more than a symptom that started with the thought. The manifestation is not even the issue. It's the thought 
that is the issue. So here at the House of Sankofa Infinity, we're always talking about catching that thought. And sometimes you can't catch the thought. Sometimes the momentum is so intense that it has to run its course. It has to run its course unless, unless you can find a way to insert another train of thought or another track of thought to derail that thought that is causing confusion, frustration, and disappointment. You understand? Your thoughts, they're always, you're never, ever, it is impossible to get to a place where you do not have a thought. We are a thinking people. When you sleep, you are still thinking. Your mind is still thinking. How do you know? Because you dream. You're having dreams. So there has to be a school of thought or a thinking process that is still taking place. Even when you are asleep, it just goes to the background of your mind. It plays itself out, I call it, in the dark room, <laughs> in the dark room. And then when, it, when your eyes open, the light comes in and brings the image to the forefront of your mind. Now you begin to create a reality out of that dream, out of that thought, out of the thought. I just, uh, every day, this is why I don't get upset about my experiences anymore. I don't even get up get upset about my knee-jerking experiences. Everything is working together for the good. Everything that you experience in life comes into your life to assist you on elevating and expanding your consciousness, your awareness, because you come from an enlightened place. Therefore, you cannot be anything other than enlightened. You're always progressing and moving forward into that direction. Now, you may stay still and not do anything, but even in your inactivity, you are still <laughs> moving towards something somewhere, moving towards something, something because the law, based on universal law, the law of vibration, there is nothing at rest. Everything is constantly moving and in motion. Just because it appears to not be moving, it does not mean that it is not moving. It does not mean that. The, the more dense Matter is the slower it is, but when it is not dense and the density of it is depleted or decreased, it moves like a speed of light. See, your thoughts, the your thoughts, there is no density in thought, which is why I can move quickly. It can move quickly like the speed of light. 
Huh? The thought you're thinking is not, has no density to it. It's the manifestation of that thought or the thinking process that has the density. For an example, someone in their mind, they thought about a car. And then they thought about, well, how do I create a car? How do I build a car? How, what, what is the process, right? So all of this, nonlinear <laughs> thinking process is going on in the mind, going on in the mind, and then it becomes manifested. Boom, there you have a Ford vehicle a Mustang, okay? That's the density of that thought. That is the density of that thought. I find it absolutely amazing. I mean, if we can just take the time to go within ourselves and find out what's going on with our own emotions or our own feelings or our own thinking process, we'll be so much better off. And trust me, the view view will be so much better. Because the higher you rise above the conflict of the mundane and the mediocrity, okay, the race suggestions of life, the clearer you become in your thinking, clear thinking, clear thinking. And if you're thinking is clear, then your vision is clear. That's why you have clairvoyance, okay? If you think clearly, then you can speak clearly. If you're speaking clearly, then you've got to hear clearly. Clear audience. See, the the senses are heightened. They are expanded. They are elevated, okay? You, you begin to enter into a space where you have the attributes of the gods and the goddesses, the creator of all that is and all that will ever be. You begin to enter into the gate, the realm of that. And in doing so, information comes to you. You have more access to information and insight about yourself. As a divine being, think about it. Divine is only going to talk to you about your divinity, okay? Now, of course, you have these low, subtle uh, uh, energy forces that may assist you on your way, may assist you while you're on your way to the crown. But at the end of the day, the divine is only going to talk to you about the divine, how divine you are. And it will give you instructions to complete. It will provide, you know, if you have an issue with something, if you have an issue with something or you have a question about something, go within and ask yourself. Ask your, the higher aspect of who you are the non-physical aspect of who you are. Now, we have many forces 
that assist us on our way. Of course, you know, when Yeshua was on the scene, I mean, he talked to the angels, Gabriel, you know. He talked to different angels. He even even talked to the prophets of old who had long passed gone, made their transition. Okay? He, even Yeshua asks for assistance, guidance, and protection. And in doing so, because of that relationship, <laughs> because of that relationship, nothing, nothing could disturb or trouble his peace. Nothing. Now, I'm going to tell you something. This is what I will say about peace. Because I have experienced it. I have had knee-jerking experiences. And in the midst of having these knee-jerking experiences, I've been at complete peace through the whole process. I don't know what that is about. I am yet to still overstand that. But spirituality or the cultivation of your spirituality is deeper and beyond your comprehension, beyond the comprehension of what the human mind can fathom. Because some sometimes I sit back and I'm like, whoa, wow, wow. And if you're not if you're not in alignment with the divine, you're not going to understand or overstand what is going on or what is taking place in your life at that particular time. And if you don't understand it or you don't overstand it or you don't have any understanding about it, guess what's going to happen? You're going to curse that experience. You're going to curse it. But at the same time, when you're cursing it, you're cursing your own blessing because now you have to deal with you are the one that created the reality in the first place. So uh, why? Why even go through (laughs) the mud and clay of cursing it when you are the one that created the experience? You have to go within and find out, search within yourself why you created it in the first place. Why is it here in the first place? Why? Why? A lot of times, I know with my knee-jerking experiences, my knee-jerking experiences reveal to me my shortcomings. You know, I don't care how spiritual I may be or the teachings that I may have. I have my moments. As long as I am in this flesh, I'm going to have my moments. Trust me. 
But it's not about having the moment. It's about how you respond to the moment and how long are you going to remain in that moment and what are you going to do while you're in that moment of this knee-jerking experience. What are you going to do? I'll tell you what I do. Already, first of all, I know that all things work together for my good. So, therefore, all things are happening for a reason. Nothing can come into my life but that which is good. So if it is good, then I have to find within myself the goodness of it because it has come to me. It is my gift. Actually, it is my gift that I have given unto myself. The actual person, place, or thing or idea is nothing more than a participation, a participant of the thing in which I have created. I have created. So when you when you begin to take responsibility for the things that come into your life, you cannot of course you can't control people, but you can control yourself. You can control how you're going to respond, how you how you might want to react because Lord knows I've had my moments. And if the responding or the reacting is going to work for your higher good, is it going to serve you? Now, the onlooker or the passer buyer <laughs> may be thinking in a three-dimensional uh, arena or level. So they don't know exactly what's going on. They're just, you know. They don't know exactly what's going on. So, meanwhile, you do, though, because you're the one that created it. So you have to play your part, too. You have to act out your role, too, and assign different roles to other people. (laughs) It's, It's just, you know, life, life is a canvas. It's a masterpiece, but it is a masterpiece unto its own self. You are the one who has the opportunity, or should I say we, we are the ones that have the opportunity to paint, to color, to change, to paint over, to erase, whatever we want to in that canvas. In that canvas, do you want it three-dimensional or do you want it five-dimensional? What do you want? What do you want? Where, what are you moving to? Do you, do you want to move to the fourth dimension? Do you want to see things from above so that you can understand the below? Hmm? I choose the former. I choose to see things from above. It is the hawk in me that chooses to see things in above, my hawkish ways. 
I choose to see things in, uh, from above and to get a deeper, deeper understanding. Deeper understanding. You know, I'm going to bring up this because this is something I experienced. I've always been one who who enjoyed, you know, uh, astrology, astrological charts, native charts, and what have you. I find them absolutely amazing, you know. And, you know, the interesting thing is that while the astrological or the native chart is a blueprint, somewhat of a blueprint for the cultivating of your spirituality. Think about the DNA test. Think about it. Think about the the ancestry, the geology, the tree, the family tree. Saying it's the same. It's all the same to me. It's not different. It varies. Well, the difference varies in the degrees. The degrees are reflected in how the the format of it is demonstrated or conducted. Huh? But I was I was researching and I've had my astrological chart, my native chart done several times. Several times. And and I'm pretty sure when I had it done, I wasn't really in complete understanding of what exactly am I doing? What exactly am I looking for? I think I was just, you know, just, I just wanted it. But I do understand, I do understand that, you know, when you're dealing with spiritual matters, you know, it's precept upon precept line upon line. What do I mean by that? A little bit here and a little bit there. You know, and then the eye, and then the eye is wide open. But it does not come wide open overnight. You know, there's a there's something that goes on before getting to that place. So that's how I am in regards to my school of thought. I may have a little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit over here, and then my eye is opened so that I can really see it from a higher view. But nevertheless, I was looking at my natal chart, and I was looking at, of course, you know, it's, there's 12 planets, and there's 12 houses, you know, and then, you know, different planets or uh, different signs are in certain houses. Uh, when you are born, when you when you decide to come into this world, so I was, you know, looking at these aspects of the houses, you know, and come to find out, I have Scorpio back to back, like consecutively, in three of my houses, three of them. So when I began to do the research in the Scorpio, okay, a lot of people don't believe this, but hey, that's fine. Believe whatever you want to believe. That's what we can do. But when I began to do my research in that, 
I understood this is why I do certain things, and this is why I'm so adamant about certain things. This is why I'm very intense when it comes to my passion about certain things. This is why I feel so deeply about certain things. And I'm only talking about the Scorpio. The Scorpio, you know, is a researcher there. We're constantly, and I'm not saying that I'm a Scorpio. I'm just saying that I have Scorpio in my chart. Constantly researching, digging, investigating, um, just always observing, breaking down, analyzing, you know. <laughs> and and this is a constant thing. This is a constant thing. It's almost, it, this is like, and this is what I say, what I mentioned earlier about habits, you know. Um, it's no longer a habit. For it's no, I no longer see it as a habit because it's just my nature to dig for the truth. It is my nature. To, it is in my nature to dig for the truth. I thought it was just a habit. I thought it was a habit. I thought, and you know, and I was at some point I started becoming annoying because I couldn't, I could not break the momentum of my researching or my seeking out. I could not break the momentum of it. My determination to find the truth was so intense that I could not break it because it was my nature. It was in my, it's in my complete nature to do such. So when you find out little things, and I'm not saying look at a native chart. If that's your thing, look at a native chart. But don't just look at, oh, I'm a, a Sagittarius. Hey, you're more than that. You got 12, you got 11 more planets to look at, okay? And each planet corresponds to a particular sign, all right? The sign itself has a certain nature about it, has certain characteristics. You know, it may be who of you to find out, or it may not. Or you may just, you just may be one of those ones who need to have a DNA, a DNA test, or go to genealogy and all of that. You know, whatever, whatever floats your boat. Because at the end of the day, there are many streams to get to the truth. You just have to find your stream. And even in finding your stream, it's all about your rhythm. Because we all have a rhythm in which we must stay within. We all have a certain rhythm in which we must stay within. Okay? You know, think about it. If, 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 the world, society itself has created has created constitutions and bylaws and rules and regulations. Do you not think that you have that embedded within you based on your own divinity, based on your own divine self? There's a constitution, a divine constitution that resides within you that provides you with an ability, a, a particular ability, characteristics to navigate yourself through the world based on 
the universal laws. Huh? It's in you. It's in you. So when you when you deal with the public, it's already in you. It, it and it will dealing with the public will come easy for you. Whether you want to deal deal with it uh, based on business or you you just want to deal with it based on just being a consumer, it's within you. If we only but take the time to check ourselves, we will be in a better place. But we're not going to do that because we have a habit that is constantly perpetuated And you know why I say it's perpetuated? Because you're always creating the experience to reinforce the condition or the habit. Hmm? So for so long, we have been taught or we have been conditioned to look outside of ourselves for that better and greater. This is why the churches fill up because they're looking for that Savior. Some people are, you know, they're looking for that Savior and they need a teacher and they need guidance and this and that, which is fine. I'm not knocking that. I'm not knocking, oh, you have to have a, you know, you have to have a master teacher. I, you know, I'm not knocking that. I just, I know who I am as a divine being. And as a divine being, I am the master teacher. So when I listen to people or listen to other teachers, I'm just listening. But there's no, I'm not subject. I'm not, you know, I'm not obligated to follow or, you know, lean on them for advice, I will listen. And nine times out of ten, when I am listening, I have already had that conversation or that message within myself. It has already, the conversation has already taken place within myself. So when I see it on YouTube or when I see it, uh, you know, at a conference or somewhere, people are talking, what have you, it has already taken place within me. How else can it be outside of me unless it have already taken place within me? Same for you. How can you attract something into your life unless it already be within you? You can't. You can't. The only way that you can attract is based on what is already inside of you. Based on whatever is inside of you. And if you attract something that is not completely in harmony with where you want to go or where you want to be, 
or how you want to serve, then change. Change your perception. Not change not change who you know how you do things, but change how you think about it. Change how you think about it. Then the thing outside of you can be changed. And this is the the irony. The thing once it's changed in your mind, although it may look like it has changed outside of you, it has not changed. But you have changed <laughs> in your mind. In your mind. Nothing changes if nothing changes. In your mind. I I find it absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing how we can call things forth based on the faculties within our mind. And it's all about what you put in your mind or what you allow others to put in your mind. I was watching, there was a, uh, uh, I guess, uh, and maybe I'm, I'm kind of slow on the movies, and I am. You know, I don't, I'm, I'm not trendy at all. Um, but there's this movie that I was watching, Troy, so The Fall of the City. And I found it absolutely, there was some, although it had its its moments, the movie was, to me, it was very powerful because here you have these warriors, these soldiers, who are calling on a god or goddesses, okay? Actually, they were calling on goddesses to assist them and aid them in whatever event or process that they were going through. And every now and then, you would see them like a soldier would get to himself, go into his upper room, as I put it, or she would go into her upper room, and she would, they would begin to invoke these goddesses, and the goddesses would appear. But they couldn't see him. The only thing that they could do was hear the voice, hear the whispers of wisdom come to them. I thought it was very powerful. And that's how I see it. We have so much assistance, guidance, and protection that is just, I mean, it's it's unspeakable. I can't even, I mean, how can we, (laughs) how can we allow ourselves to go down paths that are going to render us difficulty in our lives? How can we allow that? I'll tell you how. Free will. 
because they cannot they cannot override and they will not intervene and prevent you from you know demonstrating your free will the free will we must come into our own our own entering to the upper rooms of our own mind and trust that all will and shall be well with us no matter what. Hands down. Hands down. I have experienced enough in life to know that I didn't get here on my own. I didn't get here on my own. Based on the school of thought, the teachings that I come from, they call it grace. They call it grace. They call it faith. You know? I And I don't even know how else to describe it. Grace and faith from beyond, from beyond, from the beyond, the holy tabernacles, if you will, the creator of all that is and all that will ever be dispatched out his angels that have charge over me that they may keep me in all of my ways, to keep me from dashing my feet against the stone, even from myself. And that's an interesting thing right there, too, because sometimes you may find yourself in situations, events, dealing with certain people, places and things, that you really cannot break out of for for whatever reason, for whatever reason. But I tell you this, in those moments, the moments like that, they're the most rich and enriching moments because that is the time in which your relationship with the divine needs to become concrete. You need to be buying to that. I remember when I was a young girl, I remember when I was a young girl, I used to, you know, get into some things when I was in high school. You know, I was um, I was one who, I'm, I've always been adventurous and I'm still adventurous. Um, and I was one who hung with an older crowd. So, you know, a high school student with an older crowd, you know I got into some stuff, right? You know, I got into some stuff. But even in getting into that stuff, I would always <laughs> be in communion with my higher self. Always. Always. See, this is what the psalm, I, you know, what's, what's coming to mind is when the psalmist would say, or King David would say, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadows of death, I feel no evil. He was walking through the valleys of the shadows of death, 
and he was still, still in total contemplation of the divine. It was a lamp unto his feet, although he was walking through the valley of the shadows of death. And these shadows were nothing more than him. His thoughts, his experiences that he created for himself. Huh? I pray I get myself into this, therefore I can pray myself out of it. I can give birth to myself out of it. If I only but go within to do so. We're never at the mercy of any circumstance, be it person, place, or thing. Because there's always there is always a greater and higher power working with, for, and through us to work all things together just for our good. Just for our good. So that is going to be the message for the House of Sankofa Infinity. And uh, it is my prayer that we we all continue to go forth and just do the best that we can do with what we have. But even in doing the best that we can do with what we have, learn to surrender, render, and yield it to a greater power than yourself so that that best can become better. It can be transmuted and transcended, okay, to something beyond, to something, a school of thought beyond the comprehension of your flesh. Yes, indeed. It is so. I am she who dwelleth in the secret places of the Most High under the shadows of the Almighty. Do I now abide? Therefore, wisdom and truth will always be my shield and butler. It will always be my shield and butler because because I surrender and I consecrate my life to thee. To thee, and I only pray that to all of my listeners, that they do the same. I am no one. I am no one and no thing. No thing. Yet I am all there is. I am all there is. So I say to you all, be blessed, stay focused, stay in the light. And if you find yourself in darkness, you know we say here at the House of St. Cope and Penancy, get all the understanding, overstanding, understanding that you can possibly get. Because at some point in your life, you're going to be on the leading edge to do the thing in which 
I do, but you'll be able to do it even better. Be blessed.